13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. I am joined right now down the line by the author Lucy Strange. Hey Lucy, welcome back to Fun Kids. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back on. Well, you've brought with you, I say you've brought, I mean I've been sent, a brand new book, The Ghost of Goswater. It is a, oh man, it's a page turner. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Right, well, oh, where to start? It's a, a sort of a Victorian um, gothic mystery story uh, for readers, I'd say, about nine and up. Um, and it's set in the, in the year 1899, um, the turn, turn of the century as the, as the year turns from 1899 to 1900, that on the stroke of midnight, uh, something spooky creeps through that crack in time, the crack between centuries. It is, uh, unfortunately, the Victorian time. It does make you think um, either lovely Christmassy things or it makes you think a little bit creepy and a little bit kind of spooky. <laughs> and what you've done here is write a kind of um, a kind of classic, it feels like kind of, you when you were, uh, you know, you'd read like old fashioned, old school stories, but you kind of brought it up to date with the, with the writing, obviously, but it feels like a classic straight away. Oh, thank you, Bex. Well, it's exactly what I wanted to do, really. I was, when I was probably about 12, um, I had a go at reading um, some uh, some Bronte. I think it was Wuthering Heights. I had to go at, and I and I ended up having to come back to it a, a few years later um, because I I just couldn't get on with it. But so what I wanted to do with this book is I wanted to create something that had all those lovely classic Gothic elements in it. So we've got this sort of dark brooding atmosphere and these huge dramatic landscapes um, and that uh, element of the supernatural bubbling away beneath the surface. Um, but I wanted to make it accessible um, for younger readers. So it's got a, that sort of Bronte for beginners kind of a feeling about it. Which is excellent because, to be honest, if I'm honest here, Lucy, I have tried to read those classics so many times and some of them I'm good at and some of them I just can't quite get through. But your book, it makes it feel accessible, the same kind of style and the same genre, but um, you've you've made it a bit more readable, I think. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's ex- exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and I'm, uh, I take great pride in my cliffhangers and, and keeping up that sense of that sense of pace and excitement in the story as well. And so and I love I love creating twists. So I love the setup of mm-hmm. that of creating that moment. And you know, that the reader's going to have a kind of oh, what sort of a, a response to it. That's a, something I really, really enjoy. Oh, it must be so nice. It must be really satisfying to write those bits when you know that people are going to read them and be like, oh my goodness, what's happened here? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's great fun. It's fantastic fun as a writer. Because normally I would say to you, what are those bits for you? But then, of course, I mean, you don't want to ruin it for the for the reader. Um, what no, we should no say, spoilers. Well, no spoilers. Uh, we should say <laughs> is uh, it's all about Agatha. Now, Agatha is 12 years old and uh, she starts off life in a very rich and fancy setting and it very quickly goes downhill. 
Yeah, exactly. So she's 12, she's 12 years old. She is Lady Agatha Asquith of Goswater, has grown up in Goswater Hall, this beautiful stately home, uh, this mansion on the banks of Goswater Lake. Um, and her father, her elderly father, has just died. And her very unpleasant cousin Clarence is the legal heir to the Goswater estate. So he turns up and he, the story starts, chapter one, starts with him telling Agatha that she is not Lady Agatha Asquith at all. Um, she's going to be disinherited. That she she isn't even um, uh, she hasn't even got Asquith blood. Um, so it starts off with her having everything, and she's her identity um, has has been taken away. She's got nothing. She goes to live with a new family, we should say, and um, everything to nothing. Yeah, it's a it's that sort of the idea of the richest to rags sort of a story, um, and. It asks questions, you know, who who are you if if so many fundamental things change in your life? The age that Agatha is, being sort of 12, 13, um, I think is a really interesting age because when you're trying to work out who you are and who you want to be. Um, and this uh, this theme of identity is really, really important in the story because Agatha is... is um, it's on a quest to find out who she really is, and uh, she has to she has to work out really if her identity is something that can be discovered, or if it's something that can be decided. And also, you know, the Asquith family aren't uh, they've got a few um, historical situations going on as well, and she's kind of part of it, but also not, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some skeletons in the cupboard, aren't there? There are, there are a few a few dark family secrets um, to be discovered, and um, the the. The story really takes off when uh, Aggie goes out to Skelter Island, the cemetery island in the middle of uh, Lake Goswater, um, and discovers a, a tomb there. And this is a, at midnight um, on New Year's Eve, the, this uh, this extraordinary sort of witching hour between the centuries. Um, and a spirit creeps through this crack in time, and it's the spirit that holds the key to these these dark Asquith family secrets. Oh, it's such a good book. I also, by the way, just Clarence, I, when, as soon as I read about him in the book, I was like, no, I just want to hit you in the head with some kind of fork or something. No, it's so annoying. <laughs> he's, he's, meant, he's, meant to be, uh, he's meant to be despicable. He is. And, and oh, it's wonderful creating a, a really nasty villain. Uh, it's, it's sort of, I, I have a theory that there are elements of, of the author in every single character that they create. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping there isn't too much of me in, in, in Cousin Clarence. But um, you sort of find, you have to dig deep and find a really kind of nasty, greedy, selfish part of you um, that you then kind of, it sort of grows into a, a creature all of its own, if you like. Um, and it was so much fun creating creating Clarence. Um, he's he's so obsessed with wealth and greed and, and material things. And that's, again, that's a, another idea I wanted to explore in the story. So Agatha goes from this luxurious life, a huge mansion, all these beautiful, expensive things, to having absolutely nothing, living on a on a goose farm. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely, I did love the book. And I think Clarence is such a well-rounded character because it comes back to that thing, like you said, of it, it having that classic feel to it. So as soon as I read about him, I kind of, I knew exactly uh, who he reminded me of, like Austen characters and stuff like that as well. Is there one particular bit of the book that you just absolutely loved writing the most? Oh, there were so many bits. I think of, of don't tell my other books because I don't want to hurt their feelings, but of, of my, the books that I've written, I I enjoy writing this one so much. The, um, uh, the spooky scenes, um, the all these sort of these atmospheric nighttime scenes. Um, 
I really loved I love create I love the ending I'm not I'm, I'm being really careful here what to say because I don't want to I don't want to give too much away but the the super dramatic um ending um at Goswater Hall um so yeah no I no I loved I loved writing every minute of it I've I, it's a, it was the sort of story actually as I was writing it I felt a, almost like a reader so I'd get so excited about being able to write I'd get up in the morning get so excited about, about writing the next <laughs> chapter um uh, and um it was it felt like a really special really special book right and as you say including I love the gothic genre as a, as a reader and I wanted to use some of those gothic conventions so the the, the fact that we've got uh, the witching hour and um also the idea of doppelgangers kind of creeps up in it a little bit this mm-hmm. idea of a sort of a, a mysterious um second self um and all the all these wonderful literary elements that we that we can play with and my challenge being to make it first of all accessible um and suitable for for younger readers um but to make it to make that feel fresh as well Oh, you certainly achieve all of those things. It's such a good book. It's really hard to chat to you about it, though, because I don't want to give spoilers away. <laughs> it's quite tricky. So long as we've given a gist, I think. <laughs> I think we definitely have. Um, so, uh, Lucy, we should say uh, The Ghost of Goswater. I'm guessing it's out right now? It is. It is. It is out right now. Um, it is. Uh, it is everywhere. It's available online. It's available in bookshops. Um, and we've got lots of wonderful independent bookshops uh, offering signed copies of it as well. So have a look on my Twitter feed, have a look on my on my Facebook. And I'm shouting about that at the moment as well. So if you wanted to, to get your hands on a signed copy of this or for someone else as a Christmas present, there are lots of them about at the moment. Oh, amazing. I know obviously um, lots of shops are closed right now, but I know independent bookshops still doing online orders. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Telephone so orders. Yeah, absolutely. They'll, they'll post to you anywhere, anywhere in the country. So, yeah, let's support our indies during this lockdown. Absolutely. Uh, Well, Lucy, thank you so much for chatting to us about The Ghost of Goswater. Thank you very much, Bex. Thanks for having me. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.